Making those final arrangements after the death of a loved one is never easy, hampered even more by the trauma and cloud of grief. Randy with Stokes, Proc and Munt and the Cremation Society tells us funeral directors are experienced and their goal is to facilitate your healing. Because when there's a death, it's traumatic to most people. So we're dealing with their acute grief. One of our roles is to comfort them and, you know, and give them order where there's disorder because they don't know what to do. They're in shock, they're numb, and they need somebody to lead them down the right path. And for the most part, that's what funeral directors do or try to do. Sometimes people know what they want, but they don't always know what they need. And that's us to give them options. Randy and the folks at Stokes, Proc, and Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on social media. Hello everybody, Scott Montesano with you. Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. This is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk and so excited to have you with us here today as we now enter into the month of May. All new month upon us and of course things to look forward to in the Chippewa Valley and there will be different things for us to talk about throughout the course of this month and we'll have it all right here on Talk of the Town. If you're watching on Facebook, you're probably saying, well, what's this behind you? There's two things that are a little different today. Uh, we're, we're making some things work because we had a couple technical glitches. So if you're listening to the podcast, and quite frankly, if you're even watching on Facebook, probably doesn't sound as crisp, but just like a regular physical piece of chocolate, the audible chocolate always goes down good. There's no such thing as bad audible chocolate. Uh, we'll be back to our usual stuff in a couple of days. And then also where we are originating the podcast is a little different. Everybody says bloggers, podcasters, oh, they're in the basement of their mother's homes. Well, first off, my, my parents live in upstate New York. Second, we're actually in, uh, we're in the Montesano domicile kitchen. The Montesano Mansion. You're inside the kitchen today for the uh, the Montesano household. Just a temporary location. A couple things being worked on where our studio is located. And if you have been listening to the podcast or watching on Facebook in the last several weeks, you've heard us keep talking about there'll be a different look coming in the fall. So uh, get ready for that. And regardless of all those housekeeping things, we got stuff to get to today. We're going to talk about uh, kind of stumbled across what I may think is one of the best slices of pizza in the Chippewa Valley. Not necessarily hard-hitting news today. We're, we're going to have some fun uh, with that. Also, should the local government and local leaders look towards the state of New Jersey when it comes to combating vaccine hesitancy? We'll touch on that. Also, some numbers are in from some recent student assessment tests within the Eau Claire School District. We'll talk about that and uh, maybe some other things as well. If you haven't already, check out all the great podcasts at echometownradio.com. That's echometownradio.com. Check out those podcasts. We've got a few new ones that have dropped for our Chippewa Falls followers. We've got a lot of you in Chippewa Falls. 
new podcast just for you. Full disclosure, one of your local elected city council members hosting a podcast right here at echometownradio.com. Check that out. Full disclosure, uh, 100% focused on the Chippewa Falls city government and what's going on in that community. Check out that podcast. We got so many other things too. Brian Bethke, very popular local musician. He's pivoting now to being a hemp farmer. Great conversation with Brian about his hemp business. That is with our Chip Chat podcast series. So go to the Chip Chat podcast series at echometownradio.com. That's an outstanding conversation. Regardless of whatever your thoughts are on hemp, cannabis, marijuana, any of that, Listen to that podcast, because first off, Brian Bethke's very popular to begin with, but two, just the business aspect of it. That podcast series is about small business owners and operators. Don't forget about the business aspect of being a farmer and a hemp farmer at that. Uh, That's a great podcast. Well, speaking of being uh, in business, there's a lot of restaurateurs in the Chippewa Valley, and on Sunday, I had a surprisingly good slice of pizza. That's a great way to start off a week of shows, doesn't it? I had a surprisingly good slice of pizza. Or four. I think I had four or five slices of this on Sunday night. Another example of experiencing something positive and better when original plans go awry. And we all have to be reminded of that. Myself in particular, I love to plan things out. I got a little book here. Everything's planned out to a second for my day. I hate to go off my plan. But you have to be willing to when the plan goes awry, better things may occur. And that's what happened to us, uh, the, the missus and I, on Sunday night. We go out on Sunday nights, bowl in a league, we go get dinner beforehand, and the wife picked uh, Grizzlies. We were going to go to Grizzlies out there near Oakwood Mall, a place that's really been rising up in our uh, food rotation in recent months. So we're going to go to Grizzlies. We go to Grizzlies, and we've been there a lot of other Sundays, and they're seating at 25, maybe 50% capacity. We get there. The place is pretty much empty, and there's a couple in front of us. <clears throat> large couple, but they're, they're in front of us. And individual, young man comes out, greets them, isn't overly excited to greet them, by the way. He seemed, he seemed rattled as though they were understaffed, which is quite possible. Goes, greets them, and he takes them back, offers them a booth for a table. Then he comes back to the missus and I. Mind you, the place has maybe got three people in it. There's not that many people at Grizzlies at 5.15 on a Sunday. Comes back to get us. He tells us, oh, it'll be a 30-minute wait. Bullcrap. Scott Montesano doesn't wait. So these other people got a choice, booth or a table. We're told we're going to have to wait. Apparently, they. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Grizzlies was understaffed. We went there another Sunday a couple weeks ago. They didn't have cheese curds. They were out of cheese curds. They didn't have the ingredients to make half their menu. It was ridiculous. So they're having some issues over there at at Grizzlies, which otherwise the quality is fine, but they're having some issues 
over at Grizzlies, which is one, they're having staffing issues, but two, they're having supply issues. They're not ordering the right product, and they got some issues over there at Grizzlies. When they cook it well, oh, they got that great rotisserie chicken. That's outstanding. So the wife and I said, hell with this. We go to Wisco's, which we've gone to Wisco's a couple of times for lunch, and there's nobody ever in Wisco's. But we go to Wisco's. Sunday night, there's a few more people in there. About half filled is Wisco's. It's kind of a nice atmosphere at Wisco's, but it doesn't really know what it wants to be. But we go in there. We decide we're going to get the pizza. We decide, you know, we looked at the menu. We've eaten there before. We like the stuff. We're going to get the pizza. Let's try the pizza. I hadn't heard anything about their pizza, but I'm like, let's get a pizza. We get a big vegetarian pizza because I, I like veggies on my pizza. I'm not a big sausage or pepperoni on my pizza type person. I like vegetables on my pizza because it accentuates the cheese as opposed to the meat, which sort of bogs you down even more. It's not about a health thing. I just like the taste of veggies on my pizza more than I like meat. So we get the pizza. The pizza took a while, but very good. Pizza at Wisco's, I highly recommend. It, th does it top my vote for Johnny's Pizza, Johnny's Pizza Shop Pizza over on Golf Road? No. But it may be my second favorite pizza in the Chippewa Valley now. Wisco's. Crisp bottom crust, but a pillowy top to the, to the crust. Almost like a frozen pizza would be. Only this is fresh and it's better. Now maybe I'm going to find out the whole thing was a frozen pizza and I've been led astray. But that's kind of what it would be. It's crisp bottom crust with a pillowy top. So it's not a, it's a regular sort of pan pizza. Uh, you know, it's not a thin crust. It's not a thick crust. But a crisp bottom, a pillowy top, great amount of cheese. Veggies were fresh. It was outstanding. Loved it. it I'm, I'm, I'm tasting it right now. The wife is watching on Facebook. Shoot, surprise me tonight. Bring home a, a Wisco's pizza. My goodness gracious. That, that thing was, I can still taste it. <laughs> so, so kudos from an Italian to the people over at Wisco's for their pizza. And I know a lot of you out there have got great uh, food opinions let us know your food opinions. Put them in the comments section. Let me know what your best... You know, opportunity for you to provide free advertising for the pizza places in your life that uh, you like. So put it in the comments section. Tag that pizza shop. Let them know you like them and all that. And the other thing is too, folks, get out there. Support these places now. We are... Getting reopened. There is, I was just talking this to somebody earlier today. There is no snap of the fingers and everything reopens. It's going to be in stages and as people get more and more used to going out. But get out there. Support these local places. And, of course, still order stuff in. Uh, I think that's not going anywhere. Uh, there's times in which we still just order food in. Because uh, you can sit and watch TV and you don't have to go anywhere. But order from these places. Obviously, getting more things reopened and being able to pack the houses more revolves around us continuing to combat this virus. 
At times, folks, I think we all forget that combating this virus is like being in a war. And there's jabs and there's uppercuts and you're trying to, you know, the, the virus will hit us, we got to hit back. And the way we can hit back is with the vaccine. We all have been seeing the stories of the stagnation in the vaccine numbers. That includes right here in the Chippewa Valley. People aren't getting it as many times as, you know, a lot of appointments are going unfilled. It's supply and demand and all that. There's more supply than demand, which is not a bad thing, but you still want to be using up that supply. So how do we get people to get the vaccine? How do we get people to do it? There's going to be that percentage that just is not going to get it. But how do you get the people that are on the fence? Well, I think the local government and the Chamber of Commerces in the area, and maybe even more so the Chamber of Commerces, should take a page out of the state of New Jersey. State of New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy over in New Jersey announced a program earlier this week, called it a shot and a beer. Now this has been done by individual bars and you've seen other businesses also do this type of thing, not a shot and a beer, but the same idea there, where if you get vaccinated, you get a reward. In the case of the state of New Jersey, they are going, they partnered with, I think it's like two dozen bars in the state of New Jersey that if you get vaccinated, you get a free beer at one of these bars. And no doubt there'll be other bars that join in as well. And there's individual bars, there's individual restaurants that are doing the shot in a beer promotion. Uh, we you heard early on Krispy Kreme was doing the promotion where if you got a vaccine, you get a, a donut to them. I think incentives for vaccination should be encouraged. I think it's good if you run a business out there. Anything you can do to promote people getting vaccinated is a good thing. Hey, if you can show if you can show proof of vaccination, you're going to get an X discount for a week or you're going to get a, a free donut or you're going to get half off your next meal. People do it for birthdays all the time. Oh, it's on your birthday. You get a free meal sort of thing. It's your birthday, you get a free scoop of ice cream. Well, how about if you get a vaccine, you get a free scoop of ice cream. Got enough ice cream parlors in this area that are all elbowing each other for business. Why somebody say, hey, if you get the vaccine and prove it, scoop of ice cream for you. I like that. I like that idea. And if you don't, if you're a business owner, and by the way, I've not come across a single business owner in the area, and I've worked with, she's over 100 now, in the area, not a single business owner that is not <laughs> that is not vaccinated. The, the, the business owners in the area are getting vaccinated. They're encouraging their employees to get vaccinated as well. So it's not as though anybody out there doesn't want people to get vaccinated. I like the idea. And maybe the government and the Chamber of Commerce take the lead on this. And maybe they already are working on this behind the scenes. Don't, don't TV commercials do nothing. They, they got a glowing commercial, the Chamber of Commerce and people with their in business suits on the Phoenix Park Bridge. That does nothing. Politicians telling people to get vaccinated does nothing. It doesn't matter. You know, 
what political side of the aisle you're on. It's, it's it, this crawl. This crosses all demographics, all political affiliations. Celebrities getting it, uh, athletes getting it. It it doesn't move the needle when it comes to the vaccination. It doesn't. And you're gonna say, well, why does it? Because people don't know those people. But people know their neighbors, people know their family members, people know their co-workers. As people see more of their, those in their inner circle get vaccinated, if you're one of the ones that's hesitant, as you see more people around you that you trust, your friends, family members, those close to you, if they get vaccinated and they are fine, that's the proof you need. That's the proof you need. And in some cases, some of you that are hesitant know other people that have been hesitant. And as those hesitant people maybe get it, it makes you feel even better about, well, maybe I should get it. Incentives like a free beer or ice cream for those who are vaccinated or a discount sign, they reward those who got the shot. They reward those who got the shot. And those who get the shot that have another reason to talk about the fact they got the shot, be prideful of the fact they got the shot. And as you're talking more about the fact I got the shot, oh, did you get the shot? Hey, go there, you get a discount or you go there. People are talking about it more openly. And there's people around you that have not gotten the shot that are hearing that. That's the idea. It's not, somebody isn't going to say, oh, I gotta go get the shot so I can get one free beer. That isn't the direct, that's not how this works. That's not the idea. That's not the idea. The idea is that it becomes a reason for it to be talked about even more. Hey, let's go to that bar. Why? Oh, I've got my vaccine card here. I get a free beer. Oh, you got vaccinated. Or, oh, yeah, that's right. You got vaccinated. Well, when are you going to get vaccinated, Bob? When are you going to get vaccinated, Jill? And then the two... Friends have that conversation. That is how you get more people to get vaccinated. And providing these incentives, and I'd like to see it more in this area, providing these incentives, free beer, ice cream, burgers, whatever, they reward those who got the shot while not negatively impacting or punishing those who have not gotten the shot. We're hearing a lot about people don't want to see businesses require it or venues require it. Fine, we get, that's another argument for another day. In this case, rewarding those who got the shot is not a punishment for those who don't get the shot. Now, the non-vaccinated will bitch and they'll moan, but it's their choice. You, you want to be your choice, right? It's your choice. Well, choices have consequences, if you will. But as long as you're not charging people a penalty for, you know, hey, you get a discount on this beer because you're vaccinated, but your friend over there has got to pay double the regular price, that's not what we're doing here. So that's why I think there's nothing wrong with providing the incentives, and I think more businesses locally should do it. Partner with local businesses. It would help local businesses, too. Get more people out. It becomes a marketing point. Boy, I just thought about it right now. There's nothing stopping any business in this town from just doing it themselves at this moment. Get on Facebook. Put the promotion out there. And again, the kicker is, 
as people get rewarded, and you're going to say, well, the reward enough is, is, is your health. We, we all get that. But people still want to get a tangible reward. As people get rewarded and, the, and these sort of incentives go out there, it keeps people talking about the vaccine positively. And ultimately, it's word of mouth and hearing from those in inner circles that will drive more to get the shot. If they see those around them get it and be happy, it'll melt away their concern. A lot of you tune into this podcast and a lot of our shows, thousands of you, every month. You trust what I have to say. You like what I have to say. You like what a lot of our show hosts have to say. Everyone within our circle is vaccinated, proudly. The fact that I tell you I'm vaccinated and the people around us are vaccinated, you go, okay, if you're on the fence, you go, okay, okay. But that's not going to get you to get the shot. People in your life, if they get it, and you see them day to day, and you see how it impacts or doesn't impact them, that's more of a that's more of a push for you. Oakhurst School Board got together on Monday night. Uh, they heard about declining test scores in the school district. That's always a great bait headline, if you will. And then, of course, people don't read the story and they, they start thinking, oh, that means everything's wrong and the, 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 the administration should be thrown out, should be, should be thrown into the river, and the school board people should all be voted out. People don't read. It's the liberal agenda of the teachers. Calm down. School board heard about declining test scores. Reading and math assessments are done uh, regularly between first and eighth grade. There are three levels that come back. Are the students, again, these are assessment tests to see where they, they are. Are the students high achievers, typical achievers? High and typical is what you want. High means, ah, eh, they're a little bit above the, the, the level. Typical means right where they should be. And then you've got low, meaning they're a little behind. The high and the typical scores have stalled a bit. And the low, the number of students may be a little behind where they want them to be is growing. Basically, there's an increase in the students a step behind. Now, this warrants being looked into. You have to look into this. Hey, you know, is there something with the way the teachers are, 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 are teaching it? What has the impact of the last year been and how do we compensate for that? But overall, remember, students learn in different ways, and there's more to education and getting stuff out of it than tests. And you're talking to somebody, again, who was a great test taker. I'm not a person that says you shouldn't have any tests. I'm not necessarily a big believer in alternative-type education uh, where it's really uh, – where the I'm trying to think of alternative because people you – know, I don't mean to take a shot at anybody with that. What I mean by that is – there's there's realms out there of people that don't think you should be doing anything with testing and kids should learn just by doing stuff the whole time. Basically, the, the, there's a realm out there that doesn't think education should exist as it does at all. I don't agree with that. What I mean is school has its benefits with, so, with socializing. Why we got the kids back in those classrooms. Socializing, learning how to deal with people, learning sort of the structure of society in that 
There are supervisors to what you do in the case of school. There are principals and there's teachers, authority figures, if you will. And as you move up in the chain of school, you have a little bit more say, but there's still those supervisors that ultimately dictate what is going on. You learn all those things as well. But we have to look into why the numbers are a little behind in the reading and the math assessments. And, and just look, can you make a tweak? I don't think you blow everything up. Uh, because of it. Speaking of blowing everything up, uh, <laughs> what, a, what a mess with traffic around Walmart. Uh, I heard from a, a buddy today. Of course, they've closed the roads around Walmart on the south side of Eau Claire as they do work with the new Quick Trip that is going into that Walmart. I, am I the only one that's interested to see how that's going to, that, that Quick Trip is going to work? That, that Quick Trip's going to do well. Because you've got the Walmart there and there's that traffic that is there. It's going to do well. I'm not going to say it's not going to do well. It's going to do well. But that's one that's going to kind of change traffic patterns a bit. The one that just went into uh, just off Claremont Ave. The, uh, the, uh, just, uh, just off Claremont Ave behind where uh, they've got uh, the Jacobson's Meat Market. Uh, Kind of on my way home, just south of Claremont Ave. The used to be an old mobile station. They took that one. That one's muffin topping every day. People are are knocking each other over getting into that one. That that was a great location for a quick trip, and that that, that area uh, is benefiting greatly from having that. That's for sure. Well, coming up uh, this week, we'll see what else comes up. Uh, Throughout the course of this week, we'll see if there's anything else big. There is no city council uh, going on this week. Uh, and, of course, we've already had the school board. School board, again, is still working on uh, moving on from the uh, the vote from about a month ago where they're, they're going to that coherent government. I just love the name coherent government because <laughs> yeah, it makes it sound like they haven't been coherent to begin with. I kind of like that. Uh, didn't touch on this. Uh, the the Eau Claire Marathon had its mini run this week uh, on Saturday night. I, I totally forgot that was going on. I think it was Saturday night. We were actually downtown Saturday night. Got some ice cream at Ramon's. Tasty as ever. Got the rhubarb crumble. Set the stage for that ice. Cr set the stage for that pizza on Sunday night. But the. Uh, I think they were running around Phoenix Park. Didn't even know that. But remember, the, the marathon had its mini run this week. The full marathon is still planned to go off in September. Uh, and the thing is, for all of these, these events, we just have to do them. And that, that's, we're getting to that point where we just have to do them. Uh, and you're going to hear that a lot coming up in the next several weeks and months. And then people have to see these events and go on from that. Uh, nationally, you saw the Texas Rangers had that full stadium a month ago. There is no outbreak traced back to that ballpark uh, on that day. Uh, I think that's going to be key. The, the, something to keep, uh, keep in mind, a couple things as we wind down the show, why you should listen the whole way through. I think there's going to be a big, there's going to be a major change that's going to happen subtly this week. I think it's Thursday is the last media briefing that Lisa Gizzi is going to give after a year of media briefings. 
That's it. No more media briefings. That is not inconsequential. It's going to be a subtle change that I think is going to be very major. She is hopefully going to drift back behind the scenes, and we'll start hearing more from elected officials going forward. And then the next thing is, what about the mass mandate in Oakware County? I don't think you're going to have the appetite to remove that early. But come the end of June, don't assume it's going to be allowed to expire. There's going to be some pushback, I think, from some people to keep it going. The key is we have to try to convince those people that are going to want to keep it going. Assuming everything keeps progressing the way it is, we're going to have to eventually get those masks off. Uh, and hopefully uh, at the end of June, when we have a frank conversation ourselves you know, in, our, in our area, we're able to move on from having the mask uh, mandate. Well, all new edition of uh, Talk of the Town coming up on Wednesday. Probably going to still be here in our uh, in the kitchen. We'll see where else we want to go to do the show on uh, on Wednesday. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.